Is that what I'm saying? Rough trade radio. 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 Hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Podcast. This week ahead of the Independent Music Cup happening this coming Saturday, I caught up with members of the War Child UK team to speak about the brilliant work they do, their relationship with music and also being the chosen charity for this year's tournament. Also, new releases, new songs and George is back for another message right after the beep. First up though, and long-term listeners might remember we played and chatted about this band back in our Counterculture 18 special just before Christmas last year. Squid are ever becoming a post-punk disco funk phenomenon, hotly tipped by ourselves as well as countless others. Um, They release new EP Town Centre via Speedy Underground this November. And yeah, here's the first single off it. It's called The Cleaner.
That was Squid and also pretty appropriate for this episode as they headlined our special charity gig with Warchild UK and the Indie Music Cup a couple of weeks back, actually. So, yeah, definitely high up there on the ones to watch list. Next and new this week, I must mention that the brilliant Mantra Modern album from Kit Sebastian is out now and available on Rough Trade exclusive Blue Vinyl. The record is out via Mr Bongo, which will also be our label focus for this month, which is launching on the 24th of July, I believe. So do look out for that in store and online. Also new this week, the debut EP from Emily Isherwood. Now, Emily has a beautiful dreamlike quality to her songs that I just can't get enough of. Um, And this collection features live strings, cloudy electronics, shoegaze and modern folk poetry. There is an amazing pink and cream limited vinyl edition if you're really, really quick with this. Emily is a Bristol-based artist and also, as it happens, part of the Rough Trade family at Rough Trade Bristol. So we've been anticipating this release for a little while, um, but it's very, very much worth the wait. So yeah, going to play one off this, and this is my favourite from the record. This is Emily Isherwood and Silver Lake. You're in LA and I'm walking on the moon. I'm not sure if this will get to you. I never had a lot of patience Constant state of speed will break eventually. Maybe I will see.
That was the wonderful Emily Isherwood. Next, and it's a biggie. So album of the week over at Rough Trade NYC and big news for Rough Trade UK as well. Tom York's Anima is possibly his best solo work today. Many people think so. Um, we've got throbbing synths, textured beats, enigmatic melodies and cleansing crescendos all heard in the songs created alongside Paul Thomas Anderson's film of the same name. I think it's up on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard... Really, really excellent things. Um, there's a few versions of the album available. Uh, we've got, uh, obviously, CD. There's also a double orange vinyl, which is pretty hot stuff. So hurry on that one if you're keen. Um, but yeah, let's dive in and have a listen. So I've gone with this track, which I think is pretty flipping great. Um, so yeah, without further ado, this is Tom York and Twist. <laughs> Make a run. 
That was Tom York. Next up, and we have a bit of Prince. So forever remembered as a commanding live performer, chart-topping recording artist and music business revolutionary, Originals is a brand new 15-track album featuring 14 previously unreleased recordings that illuminates the vital behind-the-scenes role Prince played in other artists' careers. So on this track list, there are so many to pick from, um, but I've had to go for Manic Monday, of course made famous by the Bangles. But yeah, here's how Prince does it. Just another manic Monday 
And next up, a very special focus for this week as we go five to one with War Child UK. So, Jamie and Henry, welcome to the Rough Trade podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good hi. to be here. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting. Um, so, there are a couple of reasons that it's really great to have you here, amongst many others, of course. But um, the first one is to introduce War Child, the charity, to anybody who maybe is new to it or maybe hasn't kind of checked in and got updated for a few years. Um, and the other is obviously to talk about the charity's really, really strong ties with the music industry. I think it goes back. 20 years plus 25 yeah 25, 25 which is amazing and of course the independent music cup that is coming up this saturday and you are launching a new project which aims to help children in conflicted areas through the power of football which is really exciting so maybe just to kick off then as i mentioned about the history maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how war child started and the reasons why mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um yeah, thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, War Child. I mean, we have a really unique history um, for, for an international NGO like War Child. Um, I'll let Henry talk about the specifics of our work in a minute. But to give the background to why War Child was founded as a charity, um, our two founders were two filmmakers um, and they went out to the former Yugoslavia back in the 90s. There was obviously a, a really horrendous civil war raging out there mm. um, on the doorstep of Europe. It was very visceral, it was in the news. Um, I remember growing up and seeing images of it. Um, and I think it really um, affected a lot of people that witnessed it. Um, and they went out to film out there, were really um, affected as well, disturbed by what they saw, particularly images of children going to school behind tanks, snipers in Sarajevo, there was a lot of bloodshed. A lot of children were killed in that conflict as well. Mm. And they came back really um, driven to raise awareness of um, children's protection in war zones and to um, you know, for the international community, for politicians to take action and do more. Um, and sadly, it didn't really politically, I don't think they managed to make many inroads, but they felt that they had a lot of contacts in the creative industries. They could do something themselves. They wanted to take, um, take the initiative and raise money and awareness through their contacts and networks. And that was for them, obviously the film industry, mm. but the creative industries, fashion and music 
Mm. Um, and this led on over time to, um, you know, through many mad fundraisers. I think our first ever fundraiser was at London Zoo. Um, I don't know how successful it was, but it gives you an idea of the creative ideas and means that yeah. they had to try and like raise awareness and, and money. Um, but the sort of make the biggest, um, I suppose, uh, fundraiser and the one that we're most famous for from the '90s was the Help album, mm. um, and this was um, done in conjunction with Go Discs, um, a good friend of theirs, Tony Crean, um, ran that label and um, wanted to help, and it was based on this crazy idea of I think it's based on a John Lennon quote that the best albums are you know, uh, you know, thought up recorded, mastered, written in a week. And they took that literally and they pulled together the great and good of the uh, British music industry at that time. So Massive Attack, Portishead, Blur, Oasis, Stone Roses, Orbital, all these amazing artists. And uh, all over Europe, I think it was, maybe in the world, in different studios, people recorded and said the master tapes over to London. Um, it was pretty mad. They managed to pull it off. Um, it came out in a week, this album, and went on to raise 1.2 million, which was wow. huge at the time. Yeah. Really founded War Child as what it is today. Um, but that's where our unique relationship with music began at that moment. And it, you know, um, it captured something um, really powerful about music, bringing people together to raise money for, for children in war zones. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge moment. And I think fast forward to today, we don't put our live albums anymore, but we still have that, um, you know, DNA of music. Music is in our DNA. It's in our character. It's how we fundraise. It's how we talk about our work as well. It's it's a big way of bringing people to War Child. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way of um, inspiring people. It's a really powerful experience, live music. Um, and so, yeah, we're mainly now known for our live music shows. Um, but it all started back in 95 with the Help album and those bands and that moment. And, um, yeah, it's something that we are really proud to maintain to this day. Mm. So what, when you mention... Warchild is obviously for helping children in conflicted areas. Mm -hmm. Are there, how do you go about doing that? Because there's obviously so many wars happening and conflict and all this horrendousness happening at any one time in so many different locations. How does Warchild decide or how do they build their projects around certain areas? Do you focus on a different country or continent a year? How does, how does that side of it work? Yeah, so um, as Jamie said, we've been around for about 25 years now but really Warchild is as relevant as we've ever been. Mm. Um, I think it's about 450 million children uh, living in conflict zones around the world right now. So the, the need is massive and we're a small piece of that. Um, but yeah, we currently work in about six countries um, around the world. So we work in um, Asia, Middle East and also in Africa as well. Um, we've been working there, yeah, for, for various lengths of time over the 25 year period. And, and ultimately our goal is to improve um, the well-being of children who are caught up in conflict. Um, so our mission is to um, protect, educate, and stand up for the rights of children affected by conflict. Um, and we do that by providing child protection, education in emergencies, and food security and livelihoods support to families. So basically helping uh, helping uh, children and their families in emergencies, in crises, um, recover at that moment of time. And you guys must have, I assume, seen or even heard of so many incredible stories that must be so inspiring. But does it always surprise you I don't know how much strength these children and their families have when faced with such horrendous beginnings and things happening in their lives that probably people like me or you or many people listening to this would just not even be able to comprehend. 
Yeah, the, Absolutely. yeah, the resilience of the young people we work with is it's sort of breathtaking at times. And I, yeah. I, I actually, you know, I work in the music team, so I work on the fundraising side. I actually don't travel to the country we work in because a lot of the time it's not safe. But Henry, you might have a bit more of a... Yeah, um, yeah so we, we have the privilege to go and um, spend some time in a couple of the different countries that we work with and, and also with, with our country team. So um, largely nationals from from the places in which we're working. And um, yeah, the, the resilience of, of children in these contexts is pretty incredible and, and um, in in an era where um, crises are longer than they've ever been um, and people are displaced not just once or twice but sometimes three or four times as part of a conflict um, the ability of children to kind of recover some kind of normalcy in their life is pretty incredible um, but also yeah our, our colleagues on the ground as well um, these people who are um, from Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, um, Democratic Republic of Congo um, they've been been living through these difficult contexts as well um, and yet they're running these programs really and um, delivering this work for, for, for the children so yeah. I think it's important to say as well that you know the work that we do you know some of the figures that Henry said like they're really important figures but they're huge figures 450 million children you know it's how do you comprehend that and it seems like such a big task so how, how do how could any one person have an impact yeah. and and I think what we just said is the important bit is that a lot of the children we work with have huge amounts of resilience and there is a way forward for them it's just that they need to receive the right care and attention and with war child's assistance we can you know they can do that they can have that yeah. and there is a really positive way forward there is a bright future and that really is the crux of war child's all about it's helping children get back to who they are back to their childhood back to uh, education and having a future and if you get those things right children have seen the most unimaginable things can have a really happy fulfilled life um we actually work with young people in this country um on our youth advocates panel they're all young people that have lived in conflict zones they now live here they're all incredible they've all got incredible stories some of them really disturbing and harrowing but they are now working at university at school having normal lives having relationships doing things they love going to music gigs listening to music you know and that is testament to people coming together to raise money to uh, support this kind of work yeah. with specialist care, like you know the areas that Henry works in and our and our programs team. There is a really happy end to this story. Yeah, I guess I'll just say that the need is massive, and we're we're one piece of that puzzle, I guess. Um, but what we try to do is, um, we're, you know, becoming a more specialist expert organisation to really focus on the pieces that we can we can do and um, the areas that we can work in to to ensure that we can provide really intensive support to to these children in these very specific contexts. Yeah, one of the things that really struck me when reading about War Child was that and probably a lot of charities do this but I feel like it's really embedded in the work that you do is you don't just go in and help children escape the war zone and then that's it it's like for the long haul you know you help them years or months etc after they may have recovered from that initial horror because obviously the psychological trauma and rebuilding their lives as you were talking about is yeah. isn't a quick fix yeah absolutely it's um I mean it's probably less interesting for this podcast but it's um it's kind of a discussion in the sector right now as to kind of the the difference between humanitarian work which is the really um acute sudden onset crisis versus the longer term development and we do kind of bridge that um so yeah we we provide um kind of accelerated learning programs in refugee camps or internally displaced people's camps but we're also working in formal state schools and systems in in places like iraq and um and you know we're, we're providing um kind of cash-based support in yemen where you know people cannot afford to buy food or that you know there's a drought and the conflict's kind of circling around um but we're also providing longer term support as well yeah and i think a big part of all child's 
you know, approach and work and, and where we're, you know, really important, I think, to the sector, I've always felt is that, you know, our psychosocial work as well, helping children move through the trauma of conflict, you know, that is key to, everything's really, every element's really important, but, you know, helping a child deal with their trauma is really key to help them move through what they've experienced. And we have young children that we've worked with that, you know, have lost the ability to speak. They've been so mm. disturbed by what they've experienced and they've seen. And they've come to a war child centre and just through being with other children, having the ability to play, to be safe, to have some form of education, just to have people around them, to have children around them, have slowly become able to speak again, come back to themselves and, you know, rediscover their personality and their and their energy and their vibrancy. And that is, um, that's a really powerful thing to witness. And, you know, I think, that's what makes me proud to work for child at least. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and it must be really important to see those moments because I'm sure you mentioned some of those stats. It must seem like an overwhelming task. And are there some days when you just feel like you can't help everyone and that's really tough? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, out. yeah. yeah I mean, it is, it's a monumental challenge. It's yeah. massive and that's that's sadly not going to change. But, you know, you, you have the opportunity to, to speak to a few people that have been affected, that have participated in mm. um, like a child-friendly space in a refugee camp. And the difference that makes for that one child for, mm. you know, whatever length of time they're there, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And that's a driver for, you know, for me, I sit, you know, I've seen the music team and that's in fundraising for us. That's what drives you on to go and get, you know, go and get more money, go and um, reach out to more partners, put on more shows talk to more artists at least from my team side or have more like talk to more cor corporate partners or you know major donors and that that for us is what drives you on and i think yeah it's it it sometimes is um a seemingly big hurdle to overcome like you know and, and more complex seems to be breaking out um but i think that makes it all the more important for people like the listeners to this podcast to um you know to support cause like war child but also to understand what's going on in the world yeah. and that mm. frankly whoever you support whatever way you want to do it you can you really can yeah. make a big difference and it starts with really one child's life at a time and that for us i think at war child we'd say you know to give the salute yeah the solution is that you break that cycle of conflict you ensure people get the right care you will break that cycle of conflict things do get better but young people are the future and they need to rebuild their countries and so we have to provide that care mm. and you say working with partners etc obviously enlarges that scope to help more and more children i think water does it have a three-year plan every three years like you have a three a target over three years to to reach or help more children yeah we do absolutely um i think uh, in 2018 we reached about 120,000 children um, and yeah, we're looking to, I guess, grow year on year, but also just to improve the quality of what we're delivering as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're about to enter into a pretty exciting new strategy stage as well. Um, probably end of this year, I think, and and that will have huge implications for how we're going to try and continue growing, doing better work, and reaching more people as well. Yeah. And obviously incorporated into that as we move into the music section again mm. is. You guys are the char the chosen charity for the Independent Music Cup this year, which I think has been running for about five years. Um, and it's obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, um, a bunch of independent music companies who form, I think it's about 30 teams, 30, 32, 32 yeah. teams, which is amazing. Because I always feel like the independent music seems quite small, but yeah, actually, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big, <laughs> that's a big amount. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and have this amazing football tournament 
um, which is happening this Saturday um, and hoping to raise a lot of money for you guys, which is amazing. And this coincides with you. Have you launched it already, the, the new project? In development at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Warshield FC is um, kind of a strategic initiative for us, um, a way in which we can bring more people in to get to know Warshield, but also a program that we're hoping to, to develop and grow um, across kind of our, our portfolio um, where we're going to bring in um, football and sport for development, but also the psychosocial sport that we deliver through the rest of our program as well um, into an, a neat package to really um, work with more children. Wow. Yeah. And using, I suppose, the power of football to break down barriers and, you know, using it as a springboard for for children to feel like they can play with each other, but talk to each other, communicate, you know, it's going back to what you said earlier, like a lot of the children we work with have experienced some really horrendous stuff and football is mm. a really great way of breaking down those boundaries um, and, you know, making children feel comfortable. And those that don't feel comfortable talking, football is a great medium for just being with other children and just having that ability to like play. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be an amazing event. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the water, the album that was made back in 1995 and I think mm. you're going to pick a track to play for us from it. But I wondered just before that if you both have any specific kind of memories of particular music events that Warchild has been involved with that really stuck out to you since you've been working for the charity. Wow, that's a good that's question. A lot to from. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I'll start while you have years. a thing. Yeah, I, go on. Um, oh, I have maybe I have two. Um, yeah, the the music team at Warchild are probably the coolest team. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's always um, it's always fun to get along to these events. Um, but um, I went to a couple of the the Brits Week gigs. Um, I think it was last year, and we saw we saw Kygo do a live set at the Amira um, down near Borough. Um, in the middle of his kind of like global stadium tour, which was phenomenal. Though I don't mm. know what two hundred people in there or something, yeah, and it was yeah. it was just phenomenal. And then um, also last year saw Alt J play at the Garage in Islington, um, and it was just an amazing gig. I think back where they started um, or had one of their first yeah, five gigs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, very cool moment for me. Yeah. Um, not not coming from this world, but yeah, God, it's a hard one for me yeah. to pick out. Those Brit weeks. Brit Week yeah. gigs are really good though, aren't they? Because because like you just said, they're so intimate for artists that you probably yeah. wouldn't normally see in those venues. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, big artists and small venues. And we do this really great prize draw where you donate five pound and you get the chance to win two tickets. You know, and the idea is, hey, look, if you win, it's amazing. You see your favourite artist in an intimate setting. If you don't win, it's five quid. It's not even a pint in London mm. these days. And that's going to yeah, go yeah. to like, you know, support Warchild. And it's been phenomenally successful for us. We work with great partners. Like we work with O2 on it, which has been brilliant. I mean, this year we raised um, over half a million pounds from it, which is two weeks of work. It's incredible. Wow. Well, it's more than two weeks of work. Yes. Yeah. Like three months <laughs> worth of work. But, you know, that's great. And I, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to pick out a favourite moment from it worked on it four years now I've seen so many amazing gigs so I'd say for me more it's just seeing these big artists come down and play incredible incredible shows and really I think my favorite moments are always our youth advocate um, panel members coming out before the band we always make a point of having someone who has experienced War Child's work or experienced work like it um, come out and tell their story and mm. that's always for me, the sort of spine tingling, goosebump yeah. moment. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've seen so many incredible times where that's happened. I think one that stands out in my head was uh, Biffy Cairo at um, O2 Shepherds Bush and 2,000 Biffy Cairo fans chanting the name Bosco's. A 16 year old boy who's been through the most in shocking 
um, situation with his family and now lives here in Norwich and is a head boy of the school and is doing his, his A-levels. And um, to see 2,000 fans chant his name and see mm -hmm. how he reacted, he came home to himself. He felt, yeah. you could see, he felt like that. It was an incredibly empowering moment. And I, and I um, yeah, so to any listeners, come down to a water art show. They're really special. Um, but we're really looking forward to the Independent Cup this weekend. Come on, rough yeah, trade. Yeah, we really we're are. Playing. Yeah, come on, rough trade. <laughs> oh, I should say guys. that actually. I'm getting <laughs> political now. Um, but yeah, no, we're really excited about that. And we've got a water team as well. We do. And yeah, we're hoping to raise over ten thousand pounds. That's the fundraising target. Um, so if anyone wants to donate, I think there's a Just Giving page as well, yeah. which will be in the info, I'm sure. Yes, I'll put everything in the show notes, amazing. all the links, etc. Yeah, so please donate. And um, yeah, it should be an amazing day. We're really excited. And thank you to, I've got to say, James and Natasha, who organised the um, Independent Music Cup. You guys are amazing legends. Thank you for supporting Warchild. And thanks to all the all the teams taking part. And thanks to Rough Trade. Thanks to Emily. Oh, no, thanks for having welcome. us today. No, you're Thank welcome. You I look forward to. I'm not going to play this year, but I'm going to come watch and okay. do. I'm going to do the Instagram. Oh, so love it. You're going to be down there. Yeah. Brilliant. So if people can't come watch in London, then you can watch it via the Rough Trade Rough Instagram. Trade Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I just remembered. Do I need to give this track as well? Yes. So you're going to play. I always ask people to play a track to play us out, and I didn't quite put you on the spot because we did chat about it before we sat yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, this took quite a lot of discussion amongst the music team at Warchild about what we would play. But we felt, yeah, it was very apt we should play something from the Help album. Um, yeah. Which is actually quite hard to find because it's not on any uh, streaming platforms um, for various reasons. Um, but I think it felt apt to play um, Come Together by the supergroup Smoking Mojo Filters, which was Paul McCartney, Paul Weller, uh, Noel Gallagher, Steve Craddock, Steve White and Carleen Anderson. And that was a one-off supergroup for the Help album back in 95. Mm. Um, and it felt like just an apt song and title for what Warchild's ethos is. Amazing. Maybe we should press it to vinyl and we can sell it in Rough Trade. Sounds great to me. Char charity vinyl. Love it. Amazing. Guys, thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank you. All the best this weekend and with all your future projects. And we'll see you soon. Thank cool. you. Thank Bye. you. Cheers. Thank you. Come together right now.
The person you have dialed can't take your call now. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, simply hang up or press the pound key for further options. Um, I wait. This is this is rough trade. I I totally thought I was calling to order pizza. Uh, sorry guys, I must have hit the wrong thingy. Um, no worries. I'm here. Let's do this. It's it's George from Rough Trade NYC, guys. As Roy Ayers once famously said, "We live in Brooklyn, baby." Um, I'm going to give you the scoop. What's happening over here in our neck of the woods? Let's get it started. July 23rd, we will be hosting Twin Peaks. No, not the David Lynch TV show, but the Chicago band. Um, they're amazing. They do the garage thing. They do the power pop thing. They do the classic rock and roll thing. And they will be playing live and signing copies of, uh, actually we're getting a bonus seven inch that comes with their record, Look Out Low. And um, we're very excited to have them. They're always a good time live. Um, so swing on by for that. And if you're in the UK, book your flight now, guys. Um, we got a couple awesome exclusives coming up that you just want to get on the website and pre-order now while, while supplies last, as they say. Um, speaking of Brooklyn, you know, Vivian girls are back, guys. It's their first album since 2011. How crazy is that? How's time going by so quickly? Um, they're back with a new album called Memory. We have a very limited color pressing of that. You want to jump on and order that. Guys, I remember those heady days of, um, you know, 2007, 2008, when Vivian Girls were just getting going. They were, like, blowing up around Brooklyn. It was exciting times. It's so awesome to see them return to form stronger than ever. So check that one out. This one I just found out about this morning. I jump on our website. Just say, hey, let me see what's going on the website over here. I, I discovered this exclusive I didn't even know about. That's why you gotta you gotta jump on the website, guys. Go to the website, check it in, check it out, check it. Um, this one is called the Daisy Age. This is amazing. Uh, Bob Stanley of Saint Etienne has put together this comp. He's he always does amazing comps. It's basically your classic. Um, you know what was known as the Daisy Age or the the Native Tongues era of 90s hip-hop so you got your tribe conquest you got your money love you got your diggable planets you got a few deep cuts it's amazing and it's an exclusive the cover is so great um i'm very excited about this one i'm personally gonna purchase one and i'm gonna sell a bunch of them to people when they come in the store and to you right now um so i can think of no better way to play out my little spot here than with the track from that so I gotta go with De La Soul, uh, you know, Long Island, Strong Island favorites. And uh, I'm gonna go with their track featured on the comp. Since it's Friday while I'm recording this, let's have it. This is this, this ease our way into tomorrow. And with the track called A Roller Skating Jam Named Saturdays. Thanks for listening guys, we'll catch you next time, bye.
Saturday. Saturday is the Saturday. It's the Saturday. It's the Saturday. Saturday is the Saturday. Saturday is the Saturday. Once more with the wallop in the score Smash about a riff shit and make you rock your hip Revival of the roller boogie and a ricochet shit To make you think about the time it's spoke fun instead of fight But diving from a piece of metal should have done life Slip your butt to the fix of this mix Toss that briefcase, it's time to let loose Cause you work like heck to get the weekend check So unfasten that sleeper on your neck Connect it like a vibe from the wheel to the foot Come on everybody, get the funky output I reminisce to a bounce rock skate Roll fest to impress Hey pretty diamond Do you like the way I'm dressed? Cool Keep the faith and be my mate Cause all we need is feet But promote the hustle Cause it keeps me thin No need to talk Luke you just walked in Let's zip on by, zippity doo I let's zip on by. Feed on the weed and we're feeling high. Sun is on thick and the cheese is rolling thick. Come on, it's no time to hide. Season is twist, spinning and winning. No hack and sack, let let me in. Spill on the bottom away, but it's okay. It's a Saturday. Now let's all get baked like Anita. Watch Mr. Lawn, don't look at the Peter. Feel on the farm, I'll feel on the... Hey, watch that. It's a Saturday. Now is the time to act. Thank you, George. Excellent track choice as well. Very, very much enjoying that. Um, before that, you heard Come Together from the original War Child charity record. And I also just want to say a huge thank you to Jamie and Henry for coming in and chatting to us. If you'd like to find out more about the wonderful work that War Child do, please head to warchild.org.uk. And of course, this weekend, it's the Indie Music Cup. So a great opportunity to catch some great music, donate, and of course, cheer on Rough Trade in their quest for glory um i'll leave all the relevant links in the show notes um so you can head there for further information on everything spoken about in this week's show so to close out today and i cannot not play this it's another new single ahead of the forthcoming ezra Furman album and it's so so great um i've been lucky enough to hear this record in full already in fact i maxed out the number of plays allowed for the promo stream so if you get sent a record in advance of its release you get a little link which 
takes you to like a stream of the record and I figured you could just listen to it as many times as you want but I went to listen to it again the other day and it said I'd like maxed out on my streams allowed and I had to request further access to listen to it further so I kind of pretty much figured that I was very much into this album based on that alone um yeah so this is described as Ezra's punk record it's called 12 Nudes and it comes out on the 30th of August um it's out for pre-order now at roughtrade.com and I'm really gonna try and get Ezra on the podcast before the year is out so yeah watch this space Anyway, without any more delay, I'm going to let you check out this track. It's called Evening Prayer, a.k.a. Justice. Thank you so, so much for listening. Have a great week, and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.